Hey everyone, once again welcome back to my channel at Critic Thinking. How the billionaire CEO SpaceX and Tesla is shaping our future by Ashley Wings by Elon Musk, episode 11, part 3. The Ununified Field Theory of Elon Musk. As Speech puts it, good ideas are always crazy until they are not. Its principle is tried to apply at Google when Page and Segre Brin began wondering a lot about developing ways to search the next inside of books. All of our all of the experts they consulted said it would be impossible to digitize every book. The Google co-founder decided to run the numbers and see if it is actually was actually physically possible to scan the books in a reasonable amount of time. They concluded it was and Google has since scanned millions of books. I will learn that your intuition about things you don't know that much known is not uh, that uh, that much about is not very good. Page said, I have learned that your intuition about things you don't know that much about is not very good. Page said, the way Elon Watt talks about this is that you also, also always need to start with the first principle of a problem. What are the physics of it? How much time will it take? How much it will cost? How much cheaper can, it, can I make it? There is a level of engineering and physics that you need to make judgments about what's possible and interesting. Elon is unusual in that he knows that. And he also knows businesses and organization and leadership and governmental issues. Some of the conversations between Marx and Page that place that takes place a secret apartment Google owns it only in downtown Polo also. It's inside of one of the taller buildings in the area and offer views of mountains surrounding the Stanford University campus. Page and Brain will take private meetings at the apartment and have their own chief on call to prepare food for guests. When Mux is present, the chest turned toward the absurd and fantastic. I was there once and Elon was talking about building an electronic, uh, sorry, building an electric jet plane that can take off and land vertically, said George Jackery, the virtue capitalist and friend of Mux. Larry said, the plane should be able to land on ski slopes, and Jackery said, it needed to be able to talk at a port in Manhattan. Then they started talking about building a computer uh, computer plane that was always circling the earth. And you did hope of it to it and gets placed incredibly fast. I thought everyone was kidding that, but at the end I asked Salon, are you really going to do that? And he said yes. It's Kind of our recreation, I guess," said Page. "It's fun for three of us to talk about <clears throat> about the kind of crazy things that we find stuff that eventually turns out to be real. We got through hundreds of thousands of possible things before arriving at the ones that are most promising." Page talked about monks at times as he as if he were one of a kind, force of nature, able to accomplish things in the businesses world. Uh, that all the others will never even uh, even try. We think of uh, of SpaceX and Tesla's as being these tremendous risky things, but I think Elon was 
going to make them work no matter what. He's willing to suffer some personal cost and I think that that make his odds actually pretty good. If you knew him personally, you would look back to when he started the companies and say his odds of success would be more than 90%. I mean, we just have a single proof point now that you can really be passionate about something that other people think is crazy that and you are really you can really succeed and you look at it alone and you say well maybe it's not luck he's he's done it twice it can't be luck totally i think that means it should be repeatable in some sense at least it's repeatable by him maybe we should get him to do more things uh, Paige holds mugs up as a model he wishes others would emulate a figure that should be replicated during a time in which other businessmen and politicians have succeeded uh, uh, on short-term and consequential goals. I don't think we were doing a better, doing a good job as a society deciding what things are really important to do. Paige said, I think like we were just not just yeah, educating people in this kind of general way. You should have a pretty low both engineering and scientific background. You should have some leadership training and a bit of MBA training or knowledge of how to run things, organizing stuff and raise money. I don't think most people are doing that and it's a big problem. Engineers are actually trained in a very fixed area. When you are able to think about all of these disciplines together, you can you kind of you you kind of think differently can be dreamed of much easier things and can how they might work. I think that's a really an important thing for the world. Uh, that's how we make progress. The pressure of feelings, the need to fix the world takes its total of monk's body. There are times when you run into Mux and he looks utterly exhausted. He does not have bags under his eyes, but rather deep, shadow, uh, shadowy valleys. During the woods of times, following weeks of sleep during depriva deprivation, his eyes seems to have sunk back into his skull. Mux waits, moves up and down with the stress, and his eyes actually heavier when really overworked. It's funny in, in a way that Mark spent so much time talking about man's survival but is not willing to address the consequence of what his lifestyle bothers his body. Elon came to the conclusion early in this, his career that life is short. Elon came to the conclusion earlier in his career that life is short. Struggle said. If you really embrace that this is, it leaves you with the obvious conclusion that you should be working hard as you can. Suffering, though, has always been a mock's thing. The kid at school tortured him. His father played brutal mind games. Mock then abused himself by working inhuman hours and forever pushing his business to the age. The idea of work-life balance seems meaningless in the context for Mark's religious life and his 
uh, his wife and kids try to fit into the show where he they can. I'm pretty cool, cool, good at mostly. I have the kid of for slightly more than half the week and spend a few bit of time with them. I also take them with me uh, when I go out of town. Recently, we won. We went to the Monaco Grand Prix and were hanging out with the prince and princesses of Monaco. It, it all seems quite normal to the kids and they were pleasure about it. They are growing up having a set of experiences that are extremely unusual, but you don't realize experiences are unusual until you are very much older. True. They are just your experiences and have good manners at meals. In the uh, eight brothers, mock, eight brothers mocks a bit that the kids kids won't suffer like he did. He feels that the suffering helped to make him who he who he is, and gave him extra resource of strength and will. They might have a little uh, adversity at school, but this day school are so protective. He said, "If you call someone a name, you get sent home." When I was going to home, it was uh, if they punched you and there was no blood. It was like whatever, shake it off. Even if there was a little blood, but not a lot, it was fine. Uh, what to do? I do. Create artificial adversity. How do you do that? The biggest battle I have restricting their video game time because they want to play all the time. They rule. They also can't play completely stupid video games. There is one game they downloaded recently called Cookies or, or something. Literally tap a fucking cookies. It's like a fix. 101 experiment. I made them delete the cookie game and they had to play the flappy golf instead, which is likely flappy book. But at least there is some physics involved. Marx has talked about having more kids and it's on this subject that he delivers some controversial philosophing advice of this, the creator of Beavis and Budhead. There is this point that Mike and Judge makes a I do crazy, which is like small people, you know, so at least sustain their numbers, Marx said. Like, if it's negative and uh, factor, then obviously that's not a good thing. It should be at least neutral, but if, it, but if each successive generation of small people has fewer kids, that's probably bad, too. I mean, Europe, Japan, Russia, China are all headed for the most demographic implosion. And the fact of the matter is that basically the wealthier, basically wealthy educations and being secular are all indic indicative of low birth rate. They all correlate with a low birth rate. I'm not saying like only smart people should have kids. I'm just saying that smart people should have kids as well. And they should at least, at least maintain uh, at least be a replacement rate. And the effect of the matter is that I noticed what, that a lot of really smart women have zero or one kid. I have noticed that a lot of really smart women have a zero 
or one kid. You're like, wow, that's probably not good. The next decade of Mark's cooperation should be quite something. Mark has given him the chance of become one of the greatest businessmen and innovators of all time. By 2025, Tesla could very well have a lineup of five or six cars to be dominant force of booming electric car market. Playing off its current growth rate, and Solar City will have had time to emerge as massive utility company and leader in solar market that had finally lived up to its promise. SpaceX as well. It's perhaps the most intriguing according to the most calculations. SpaceX will be conducting weekly flights through space carrying humans and cargo and have put most of its competitors out of the businesses. Its rockets will be capable of doing a couple of laps around the moon and then landing with the pinpoint accuracy back at the spaceport in Texas. Then the preparation for the first few dozen trips to Mars should will be well underway. If if all of this were taking place, Mark's land in his mind, 50s like would be the richest man in the world and among the most powerful. He will be he will be the majority shareholder in the three public companies and shareholder and history will be preparing to smile broadly on what he had accomplished during a time in which countries and other businesses were paralyzed by the indecisions and inactions most will have mounted the most viable charge against the global warming while also providing people with an escape plan just in case he will have brought a substantial amount of crucial manufacturing back to the United States while also providing an example for other entrepreneurs hoping to harness a new age of wonderful machines uh, as I say, Marks may well have gone so far as to give people hope and to have renewed their faith in what technology can do for mankind. This future of course remains precious and precarious huge technological issues confront all three of Marks companies. He is a bet on the inventiveness of man and the ability of solar, battery, and aerospace technology to cover predicted prices and performance scope. Even if this bets hits as he hopes, Tesla will face a weird, unexpected record. SpaceX could have a rocket carrying humans blow up an incident that could very well end the company on spot. Dramatic risks accompanying just about everything Mux does. But the time our last dinner had come around, I decided that the propensity of Biggs had little to do with Mux being insane, as he had wondered a lot several months earlier. No, no Mux just seems to possess a level of conviction that is so intense and expressional as to be of putting to someone as we share some chips and grub, camoe and cocktail. I asked Mark directly just how much he was willing to put on the line in his response. Everything that other people hold dear. I would like to die on Mars, he said. Just not on just, just not on impact. Ideally, I'd like to go for a visit, come back for a while, 
and then go there when I'm like 70 or something and then just stay there. If things turn out well, that will be the case. If my wife and I have a bunch of kids, she will probably stay with them on earth. And this is the end of biography of Elon Musk. How the billionaires CEO of SpaceX and Tesla is shaping our future. Bye, Slivins. Thank you so much, guys, for being with me at Critical Thinking. See you in next book at Creative Thinking. Thank you.